Let Dr. Wayne W. Dyer take you on a voyage of discovery where you can begin to tap into the amazing manifesting powers that you possess. As a loyal podcast listener, Hay House would like to offer the ebook version of Wishes Fulfilled, Mastering the Art of Manifesting to you for free for a limited time to help you learn how to obtain what you truly desire. You're invited to open yourself up to a new way of experiencing life by imagining exactly what you would like to manifest for yourself. By using your imagination and practicing the art of assuming the feelings of your wishes being fulfilled, you will discover that you possess the ability to become the person you were destined to be. Get your free Wayne Dyer ebook now at hayhouse.com slash manifest. That's hayhouse.com slash manifest. Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. Just to let you know, Dr. Dyer, I was trying to feel a little bit of gratitude today as I was coming into work. And, you know, sometimes you wonder, well, you probably don't, but I wonder, what's it all for? (laughs) What am I doing? Mm. You know, what am I doing here? I'm exhausted. And, you know, and you start thinking about things. And I came in and I was answering the phone for the the morning show, uh, the earlier show before until Joe gets in. And someone called and they go, oh, is this Diane? They, They recognize my voice because I'm on everything. And I go, yeah, it's me. And she said, oh, I just want to let you know I love Hay House Radio and it's just such a blessing in my life and I love all the authors and thank you so much. And I just felt, you know, it made my day because I think, oh, no one's paying attention. What I'm doing isn't important. I mean, we all feel mm. that way. But it was nice to kind of get that, that well, reinforcement. Two wor- there's two words. Know? Yeah, there's two words in that holiday. One is thanks and, of course, the other is giving. Yes, and um, and so it's the giving part that I think is even you know just as important as the gratitude or as the, as absolutely. The thanks part. So that you can you know be thankful. There's so much to be thankful for. Just the most important thing to be thankful for is the, the I am presence that exists within uh, within each and every one of us. You know that that invisibleness that allows us to breathe and allows us to function and uh, allows our our our, <clears throat> our blood to be circulated and uh, you know and our fingernails to grow and uh, and our breath to be taken and our food to be digested and and it's all something invisible that's whatever we want to call it that great Tao within us uh, so being thankful for that just being in a state of appreciation for mm-hmm. for having this this I am presence within you but then it's like uh, and then it's giving you know and and it's and, and that's that's really the best way to express your gratitude is uh, is in the way of giving you ask me um, if, if I was going to have a big gathering and so on when we were talking before the show uh, and I said don't generally on Thanksgiving I, I fast not always but uh, many years I'm going to this year um, and so it's like and then in the in doing that um, I take whatever <clears throat> whatever funds and so on that I was going to use for big Thanksgiving and I and I give it. I just I give it to in places where people can't afford to do that. And uh, so it's like, thank you. And here's my way of saying thank you. I'm, I'm going to give. So it's Thanksgiving. I think it's an important thing to remember. It is. I also um, I have a couple of things I want to talk about before we take calls this morning. Um, one is this program uh, that we've just completed called Co-Creating at Its Best with uh, <clears throat> with Abraham through Esther Hicks. And it's a video, and it's an audio, and it's also a, a book. And the book is coming out uh, next uh, next Tuesday, the second, I think, of December. 
uh, and the vi- the video and the and the seed and the DVD uh, and the CD are, are out already. And what I did is I uh, I got eight copies of uh, of the video, and I got eight copies of the audio, <clears throat> and um, I put them each of them in a in a packet, uh, and I wrote out and I wrote a letter to each one of my children, and I sent it to them, and I said <laughs> I said uh, this is something that I very strongly encourage you to uh, uh, to listen to uh, or watch, and I said it's. Um, it's. I think of all the things that I've done in all these years of 44 books and uh, and endless programs and uh, and so on and many many DVDs and CDs and and PBS shows and uh, and all of it uh, over the last four decades or so. I think of all the things that I've ever done. This is the one that uh, touches me the deepest and, and and it's most significant. And it's really basically not about me at all. Uh, it's it's just my having a conversation. It's called a conversation between uh, master teachers, but it's really m- my interviewing uh, Abraham. This collection of uh, uh, of what souls or ghosts or whatever it is from uh, collective you know, consciousness. <laughs> yeah, collective consciousness from the other side, and uh, and of course, I've been a great, great fan of the teachings of Abraham. <clears throat> I think it's one of the. I think it is the most powerful teaching available to all of us. So I sent that off to my kids, and I told them, I said, after you've listened to it, or after you've uh, watched it. I said, I want you to write me a letter and tell me, you know, what it meant to you and particularly how you can apply it. And then if you do that or when you do that, I will be happy to uh, to <laughs> to send a, uh, a contribution to your uh, your Christmas prosperity. And if I don't receive the letter, I won't be sending that this year. <laughs> and I've been getting letters. <clears throat> it's amazing how, how uh, you know, it's that, I guess it's called bribery. I'm not sure what it is, but I wanted to be absolutely certain. <laughs> that they that they watched it and heard it, and I got a call this morning, just like an hour ago, uh, from my daughter Summer, who lives in in Ohio, and and she had listened to it twice and wrote me this beautiful letter, and she read it to me, and uh, and it, it just so profoundly touched her uh, in such a big big way. She said, "I'm I'm now, I now know what to do." She said, "I know how to choose that high flying disc, um, and uh, you know." And, Use my the power of my ability to to, to think and the, and the and the law of attraction to make my life work in a very very different way. So it was it was really really very exciting to have my daughter do that, and my other children have been watching it and listening to it. And of course, they're going to all write me a letter if they want to have their Christmas prosperity, uh, you know, inc- <laughs> the bonus. increase this year. <laughs> right, that's exactly <laughs> right. A nice Christmas bonus. Well, so, it's amazing uh, it, material. I mean, that you're doing them a favor to have them. Listen to it. I've, I've been listening to it here. I really love it. And I love that Maybe. metaphor, the high-flying disc. I do, too. So cool. Uh, the interesting thing about that, when I, when I did that program uh, in Anaheim uh, and sat up there on that stage with that room full of people, uh, I, I, just, uh, I was so focused on the program and what, I was gonna, what we were going to create and on the book and because so, I knew they, we really wanted to. So I wanted to make sure I asked the right questions and so on. And very often when Abraham was speaking to me throughout that entire two or three hour period, because there's three CDs in this. Uh, and anybody who calls in uh, today and uh, in the next few weeks, I'm going to send you a copy of either the DVD or the CD or the book, whichever one, whichever way you want it. Um, but it, uh, <clears throat> when, it, when the program was all over and, I, and, and Reed and I were driving back to the hotel, I said to him, I said, you know what, I, how did it go? I said, I, don't, I just don't even know what we talked about. And uh, he said it was great. It's one of the best things you've ever done. And uh, uh, 
And it's just intriguing that uh, as I put it in and I listen to it, I, I, I drive out to Kula from where I live uh, about once every week. And I listened to it all the way out there and all the way back. And I thought, oh, my God, this is just this is information that so many people are going to be able to just really improve their lives with. So I'm really, really touched by it. Uh, and the and the fascinating part about listening to something on a CD is that while you're listening on the CD and something comes along and with Abraham, there's an aha moment almost every two minutes where you realize, oh, my God, that's the way, you know, and you're thinking about that. Mean, meanwhile, the uh, the CD is still playing. And uh, what's playing now isn't even, you're not even processing it. You're not even letting it in because you're still going over what you just heard a few moments before. Then you play the thing again, uh, you know, a week later, and you'll hear it and you say, I didn't even hear that the last time. And and so every time you play it and replay it, you're going to be getting the, the you know a reinforcement and, and hearing new things. Uh, same same is true with the film as well. So co-creating at its best, it's something that I want to encourage all of you to uh, you know to get a hold of. It's on Amazon. You can pre-order it now. Uh, and then one other thing before we take phone calls is uh, <clears throat> I've been reading this book. You've heard me talk about this book. It's called Basista's Yoga. Yes, we've been getting emails. Yes. <laughs> <Have> <laughs> people you? want to know. Yeah, I've been I've been <laughs> telling them, sending people links. Yeah, so it, they're out of print with it now, but they're you know they're gonna it's gonna come back. They you know, we've just every, because so many people have been interested in it. Well, I'm I'm up to page five hundred and eight. I've been reading it for a couple of months, and it's uh, I got about a, probably another month to 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 go before I finish it. It's a, it's it's quite a project. Um, I think of the, of a thousand people decide to buy this book, there'll only be a handful who ever get all the way through it. So um, one of the things they talk about in here are the what they, they call the gateways, like to, to, to enlightenment, that there are these um, these passages that we go through in our lives that um, that are very significant if we really want to get to a place where we understand, you know, our true nature, which is our true nature is not this physical body that we're in. You know, the body can be the body's just a bunch of inert things like uh, like bones and skin and uh, and and hair and fingernails and all of those kind of things. Um, uh, but th it's the space inside, of course, that is who we are. And when uh, the recognition of that, that who we are is infinite and this infinite intelligence. And in order to get that, they talk about these gateways. And there are basically four of them. They're called self-awareness, um, self-inquiry, um, a study of the scriptures. That is uh, not just not necessarily religious scriptures, but all of the spiritual literature that's ever been presented by some of the greatest masters who've ever walked among us on our planet, to be to be inquiring about it, to have an inquisitive mind, and so on. But the one that I want to just speak about just for a moment and give you a little tiny reading about is something that they call satsanga, uh, which is really the company that you keep. And I think the company that you keep might be the most important thing um, that will be either your uh, enhancement to uh, a more enlightened life, or it might be the inhibitor, the obstacle, the, the thing that keeps you from it. Um, so that uh, one of the things that I've often said in, in my talks that I learned years ago from the study of the Kabbalah is that uh, we have to uh, we have to think like God thinks. You know, learn. You know, how does God think? How does this this energy that that we call God or Source or Tao or Divine Mind or whatever label that we place on it, this invisibleness that allows everything to to be, that allows life to to, it allows you to breathe and and allows your heart to beat and so on. What is it like? What does it think like? 
And um, one of the things that they say in the Kabbalah is that um, you should never spend any inordinate amount of time around people that you would not like to be like. And it's a very good question to ask, particularly in your relationships, uh, in your, even with your family and where you work and, and uh, the people that you hang out with and so on. It's like um, asking yourself the question, this, this person that is, or these people that are such a big part of my life, would I, given the choice, would I like to be like them? And if you find that you're around people that you wouldn't want to be like, that it's um, it's 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 going to be an obstacle to you reaching these these higher places. And and I was talking to a friend of, of mine last night. She's a, she's an optometrist. Her name is Dr. Chang, and she came over here and we visited and have had a, a, a dinner last night. And uh, and I was telling her that uh, uh, it's I I have a preference to. Uh, if, if I have a choice to be uh, to go out and spend an evening with anyone in that I would not want to be like that is not, would not be uh, that I would aspire to to, to be that I would have uh, my preference would be to spend my time alone and um, and so I do I, I do spend an enormous amount of my time uh, in meditation and just uh, just being by myself and and, uh, and reading and and studying or watching a film and so on that that uh, that as an alternative to spending time with uh, with someone that is uh, is not someone that I would would not want to be like. Now it's not because the someone else who might be at a lower energy place or might be just someone that I would not want to emulate or live like. You know, who may have judgments about this or may have differences of, of opinion about just, you know just just about everything in life. Um, that it's. Uh, it's not that they're going to bring me down. It's uh, it's that you you have a tendency when you're around people who are judgmental to become judgmental yourself. It isn't that they're doing it to you. It's that um, you get in the you get in the habit of, uh, of of judging someone else or finding fault with someone else or or looking for an occasion to be offended and so on. And um, and and you kind of join in. Uh, um, and so in in order to maintain your high level of awareness and to be on that high-flying disc, as uh, you know, the way that uh, Esther puts it, or the way that Abraham puts it. Um, it's, I think, it's very significant. So here's what I was reading yesterday, and I thought I'm just going to just read this in my radio show in the morning, and then see if we can get maybe some people to react to it. It's just a short paragraph, and this is uh, Vasista who is speaking to Rama, which is what this whole book is really about. It's a, it's a, it's a long, long, long conversation. Uh, close to it would be like a thousand page book because it's just uh, very very small print on very very big pages um, and in this conversation Rama is uh, asking these questions of this uh, of God of this divine master and so on but named Vasistha and Vasistha says this in one conversation um, you cannot find eternal satisfaction in this place inhabited by the ignorance by the ignorant, any more that you can quench your thirst by drinking salty water, which will only make you and worsen your thirst. The ignorant, and they use the word ignorant, not like the we use it as a, as a horrible pejorative to say something about someone, that you're an ignorant person, but as someone who's uninformed, who just doesn't realize, just doesn't know. That's how the word ignorant is used in this translation, as uh, someone who, uh, you know, if you ask someone how much is two plus five, and they say nine, you would say they're ignorant, but they're not ignorant as people. 
they're just ignorant of, of addition. You know, they're uninformed about how to add. So the ignorant wander aimlessly and take to the wrong paths. They do not engage themselves in self-inquiry, nor do they disengage themselves from wicked action. They function like machines here. It is better to be a snake in a dark cave. It is better to be a worm in a rock. It is better to be a lame deer in a desert, in a mirage, than to remain in the company of ignorant people. Their company gives rise to momentary pleasures, but it is destructive of self. It is poisonous. And a lot of times, I mean, I was a therapist for very, many, many years uh, in New York City and uh, had a very large practice back there on Long Island uh, back in the 19, uh, early 19, late 1970s and early 80s. And um, so many times the people that would come to me who were having trouble found themselves in the company of people who were continuously bringing them down. And I would ask them, uh, is this person someone that you would want to be like, even if it's even if it's a very, very close relative or you're in a relationship with someone, to spend an enormous amount of your time um, in the company of people who are, who are poisonous and are, are working at, uh, ultimately, you become, it becomes your habit to begin to think and act and behave and judge in the same ways, even though internally it isn't something that you would like to be around you. It's like the influence of, uh, of the culture on people. I was reading a story in the newspaper uh, this morning about uh, how ISIS goes about and recruits um, children um, for, for their mission because they can't get adults to, to, to behave in the way. So they take these young children and train them and make them work, uh, you know, have guns and they drug them and so on. And they and they, <clears throat> it's like a poisonous kind of way to uh, you know to, to train people. The culture itself, and sometimes you're in a culture uh, or in an environment uh, that uh, is antithetical to what it is that you really feel who you are, and uh, you're constantly being poisoned by uh, by the company that you keep. So become aware of and ask yourself the question, especially when you have a choice. These children in in Syria. Uh, don't necessarily have a choice at this time. At least they don't realize they have a choice. Um, but but everybody listening to this broadcast, or most of the people listening to this broadcast, do have a choice about uh, what kind of company that you keep. And and the most the, the important question to ask yourself is: is this is the company that I'm keeping someone? Am I with someone or some or people that I want to be like? These are people that I emulate that I would like to go and, and, be, and become like them. And if the answer to that is no, then make every effort that you can to remove yourself from that, uh, you know, from that kind of company. And I think it's just, it's a very, they call it satsanga, because the satsang, uh, uh, you know, in, uh, in Sanskrit is a, is a word that means a, a coming together of minds to, uh, to explore ideas that will elevate our consciousness. That's what a satsang is. So satsanga is really about the the company that you keep become aware and if you find yourself in in, uh, in in poisonous company even poisonous to your spirit um make make every effort to uh, to don't tell yourself that i have to be around other people in order to be happy that i have to have company that maybe just being alone and meditating and being in in the being alone with god or with with higher higher awareness um is a, <clears throat> is a way to cleanse your spirit and so, so many people in my practice of, and during all of those years were people who felt that they, no, no matter how hard that they tried, 
they then found themselves in the company of people who were trying to bring them down continuously, and their their life was like was like a battle, uh, a battleground rather than uh, you know a place of love and joy and so on. And it's a choice that you can make. So anyway, I wanted to say that this morning. No, it's a good thing to keep in mind, especially with the yeah. holidays around. And a lot of times uh, you find yourself in that position <laughs> mm. where you're in a group that you might choose to not be in. Yeah. But but in that case, would there be a way that you could kind of elevate yourself or yeah, well, make the situation said, a little better? What they said of Jesus is that he would, you know, when when he would go into a village, just his presence in the village and nothing more would elevate the consciousness of everyone around them. So what you have to do is go to a, uh, like a Christ-like consciousness um, uh, and uh, and radiate out that kind of energy so that the people that are coming over to visit you on Thanksgiving, you know, the aunt who is always bitching and complaining about you or doesn't like the food or, you know, is, uh, is angry about this and so on, rather than allowing that person to contaminate you uh, and bring you down, what you can do is just make that a challenge, which is one of my one of the things that I like to do. If I have to be around people, and there are times when you do, um, I make it a, a real strong determination within myself that I'm not not only am I not going to allow myself to be brought down in any way by people who are operating at lower levels of, of, of happiness and joy than I am, but I'm going to uh, I'm going to radiate that no matter what they say, you know. And it's like it becomes a contest, and I, it's almost like I'm hoping. That Aunt Louise is going to say, uh, well, I shouldn't probably use the word Louise on this on this show. <laughs> Aunt, Aunt Joy, all right? <laughs> Aunt Joyce. Uh, and she's the one that's always uh, complaining and bitching and moaning and, and about everything. That uh, I'm, I'm going to hope that she says another nasty comment. I'm going to hope that she gets even more absurd because uh, every time that she does it, I'm going to just respond with love. I'm just going to bring love to her and surround her with love. I was in a, a wonderful ayahuasca ceremony on Friday night, and I was going to, out in Hana, and it was just so beautiful. I, it was just one of those nights, and the music, they were playing music all night long. It was nine hours of just, uh, just blissful, beautiful place, and with, uh, there were a whole, uh, close to 50 people. It was just a beautiful, beautiful night, and, it, and a lot of the times it was outdoors and under this, under this glorious uh, evening. Uh, nighttime. It started at 7:30 in the morning and went till like eight o'clock the next morning. And um, and I was I was having a thought about an, an issue that I have going on in my own life uh, in a relationship that uh, you know has been somewhat troubling to me over over the years. And uh, and I was thinking about it and and then I, I just I just heard the song and the people were singing. The people bring their guitars and they bring their flutes and they bring their, their, their singing bowls. And, and it's like not only, you know how when you go to a concert, you sit there and then the, the people are on stage are performing and you're sort of the audience and you listen to them. And that's sort of the nature of a, of a concert. But in this ceremony that I do once a month, it's um, you're, you're, you're in the concert. You're a part of it. You're, 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 uh, the music is all around you in, in the same room. And uh, and the words come at you, and and you feel you feel like they're almost affirmations for you. And I was thinking about this particular issue and this particular person, and, and it was going through my head, and I was troubled by it because I had spoken to that person that day, and it was uh, you know just a little bit upsetting for me. And uh, and then I heard the song, and the song was, uh, "No matter what the question is, love is the answer. Love is the answer." 
no matter, I'm just kept repeating the song, no matter what the question is, love is the answer. Love is the answer. Just be in that place of love. And, and even if you do have to be around poisonous people who are attempting to bring you down, if you can just go to that place of love, you can actually convert that. You can make all of that shift uh, in the moments when you have no other choice but to be around other people. And, uh, and it's a then, good reminder. Uh, this yeah, time of year really too. Is. Yeah, so Thanksgiving <laughs> comes and there's always there's always that cranky relative. There Every is. family's got one. And by the way, you might be that when the other people in your family are thinking <laughs> that's you. So <laughs> you <know>. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, I always say you should hear what they say about you when yeah. somebody criticizes there's someone in their family. And uh, and you can just make it a thing. I'm just not going to be around poisonous people. And if I have to be around people who are trying to bring me down, I am going to just change the energy of this uh, of this gathering. I'm going to make this holiday one of of, of bliss. And and it's, there's no matter you cannot you know, you cannot fight someone, fight with someone, or ang- get angry with someone who just refuses to fight. They just absolutely refuse. They just kind of go limp and uh, and send you love in response. And ultimately, you can you can convert all of them. I think that was the message of Jesus. I really do. And, uh, so, anyway. I'm, I'm thinking of my, people right now. I'm right. sending them love. <laughs> and you should hear what those people are saying about you, Diane. They all call me all the time. I know. Oh, that's very so good. I'm, I beautiful think in, the future, in, in future weeks, maybe early next year or whatever, I'm going to talk about some of these other gateways. Um, but this one's called satsanga. And it's um, just be aware of the company that you keep. And when you have the choice to keep company with with poisonous people or be be by yourself, you know, take the option to be by yourself. Very often people who are what we call loners, you know, and just don't want to be around other people, very often it's because they just don't want to be dragged down. They don't want to allow themselves to be in a position where they have to even deal with that. Right, picking up all that energy from those people. And that's where I am in my life. I'd say 90% of my time I, I, I spend alone. Because I, I have so much to learn and so much to read. And, and uh, this book that I'm reading, I'm going to read all the way through, and then I'm going to read it again before I start writing about it. Um, I talked to Deepak about it, uh, Deepak Chopra about it. Uh, actually, my wife talked about it. She was with him in, in Boca Raton last week. And she was telling him that I was reading uh, about Sista's yoga. Um, and he said, it's the, it's the greatest teaching that's ever come out of India. He said, uh, if you can get it. And uh, as I've said to you before, my teacher, Nisargadatta Maharaj in India, who, who passed away in 1981, um, read this book when he was 57 years old and, and reached a state of enlightenment after reading it. And I, I understand how it could happen. It's like you just, you just find yourself reading over and over and over and over again the real nature of, of who we are and what our, what our world is. And, uh, well, it's great that you can break it down for us. Yes, I think that's just been my it's been <laughs> my mission you. to get to get it because it, I mean it's it's really been a challenge. I mean I have spent the last couple of months every single day reading no more than ten pages in a day. Um, so you know if I read every single day a hundred days it would take to to get through this book. Uh, and it's uh, and then I find myself because when I went out to the the ceremony on Friday night in Hana, I was talking to this uh, this woman um, for about a half an hour before. And I find my, I found myself using a lot of this because while I'm reading this, I think there's just so much here. I just don't know if I really if, if I'm getting anything. There's, it's just there's just every page is just so filled with this, with all of these stories and this information and how to apply it. And and uh, and then I realized that, that uh, 
stop analyzing yourself, Wayne. Stop trying to figure it all out. Just, just let it in. Just let it in. And whatever's supposed to stay will stay. If you would like to hear more of Dr. Dyer's radio show, tune in to HayHouseRadio.com. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit HayHouse.com. Thank you for listening.